discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. This morning, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I'm excited because of what I, I know is going to happen. Hallelujah. Our speaker this morning is a very humble man of God. He looks as if, you know, yeah, nothing difficult or serious. But so anybody, you better be careful. Mm, because it's the thing, you see, when you see a grenade lying down, it looks like a toy. Do you know a grenade? It looks like a toy. Eh, it looks like a toy. But if you joke, it will bump you out of... Hallelujah. And so I, he looks very quiet. Looks as if he cannot say much. But the anointing that is in this vessel is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. And so I want you to fasten your seatbelt well. Reverend Moses, you are welcome. Reverend Samuel, good to see you. Hallelujah. And we also have Lady Pastor Ikea, Reverend Copy from Love Economy. I call them the economists. They're the economists. Hallelujah. You're welcome. By the grace of God, the Archbishop is still with us. I can't believe that he has found a, a means to be with us from start to finish. As I look at his schedule, it's a blessing. Thank you very much. You know, and if you are a man here, learn that uh, I feel supported. You would have been in the house complaining. Where are my socks? As you have left me this morning. Yeah, but I feel really supported. So there's a place for it. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. I'm not done yet. Our speaker is somebody who, in 10 short years, has built something that it takes people a lifetime to do. And that's why I'm saying that the vessel contains oil. The vessel contains oil. I know I speak for myself and Archbishop when I say that our lives have been enriched by having him and his family and his church family as friends of us and our ministry. And I know that powerful things are going to happen here. His people are a formidable force on the campus. Hey! Formidable. They are intimidating, eh? An intimidating force. You know what they do as if they are not there, as if they are quiet, but Charlie is very, very nice. And we have had opportunity to work together. You know, this, earlier this year, we enjoyed doing the Sounds of Joy together. Amen. Yeah. And it's about time people stop fighting that, oh, it is mine and it is me. And so when you find like-minded people, we are all trying to do the same thing. Why will we not work together to make it work? And I think it was a really nice opportunity and a nice... So, Bishop Oti, thank you for allowing them. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. And we really enjoyed working together with the lab economy. But this morning, we are about to take off. We have been already... You know, this time we are going, we are going for the altitude. 
You know, we started down there, we went up, and now, tell your neighbor, we're about to fly 45,000 feet above sea level. We're about to fly where the devil can't get us. We're about to fly where it's only us and the Holy Ghost. Maybe we shall enter the heavens, second, third, fourth heavens. We don't know what God, God has for us, but it's going to be good. And so I want you to rise to your feet, giving honor to whom honor is due. Let us welcome to this pulpit the Bishop Isaac Otibuate of Love Economy. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm not enjoying your clap. Come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow. Father, thank you for this opportunity. We are grateful. Thank you for your mighty Holy Spirit who leads and guides us, who instructs us, who brings us into knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thank you that your mighty Holy Spirit is working practically amongst us this morning and he testifies of Jesus and makes Jesus real to us this morning. Thank you that our love for you is refreshed and increased because of the power of the Holy Ghost who sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts. Thank you for your blessings of joy, your blessings of grace. Thank you that we are increased in grace, increased in ability as we hear your word. Thank you that our fruitfulness is unparalleled in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are effective, we are so winners, we change many lives before we meet you. Thank you that on that day when we stand before you, we hear those beautiful glorious words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful, let us come and be Lord over much. Thank you, Father, for your blessings. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. It's a blessing to be here. Mommy, thank you. What a blessing. You know, sometimes when I see the lineup of people who are coming to preach and I mean, so I'm like, hey. No, you, you, should, you should know yourself. Well, that's one of the things. You should always remember who you are and where you have come from. And how good. So that when you can appreciate the goodness of God. Yes, David had to hang his shepherd boy clothing so that he can remember where he had come from. I remember where I've come from. And it is an honor to be, to be in the company of such uh, uh, seniors in the Lord. I tell you, seniors are in the, in the whole thing. Oh, I tell you. Mommy and daddy have been working for the Lord for many, 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 many years. Yes, it's amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for guiding me. Sometimes there are things you say that, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a clear guidance for me. It's a, it's a great blessing. And Archbishop is here. I mean, when some of us were sleeping, Archbishop was going to drop Bishop Ogo at the airport. And he's still here this morning. What? Thank you so much. Archbishop Patrick is one of the best human beings you can find in the whole world. Yes. He's too wonderful. He's a blessed man. Yes, and very quiet, but then very strong. Yes, if you look at the things that has been accomplished under his supervision, it can only tell you. I mean, if you've built a, a 10 meter by 20 meter building, you understand that. You know, 10 meter by 20, it's not much. You understand what it means to build, to build many buildings in many places. It's a blessing. Thank you so much for your strength, your support, your guidance. It's a blessing. It's a great blessing. We love you very much with all of our hearts. Yes. And to our prophet. 
Listen. Um, sometimes greatness can be around you and you don't know that greatness is around you. You may not know. You may, it, may, it may elude you easily. Yes. The prophet is, is um, greatness personified. Yes. He's a man with a coat of many colors. Like Joseph had. Yes. Many colors. Coat of many colors. I was, I was at Anakazu two days ago. You know, and I was just lying down praying. And as I was praying, I was like, it is so difficult to follow this man. <laughs> I said, that was what I was coming to. I was like, I was telling mommy when I came back, it's so difficult to follow this man. What are you going to follow? If you, if you follow prayer, it's not easy. I mean, waking up and praying for hours and hours and hours. So it's like, one day I was listening to one of his camps and he said, me, I'm almost not human no. I said it is true. No, 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 because Charlie, it is, it is serious. It is serious. Because just as a fraction of his ministry is someone's lifetime. I mean, you need five lifetimes to accomplish you know, the things that he has accomplished. Recently, I was with him and he said, I am surprised that our church is where it is. It shows clearly that the power of God is working in his life. I mean, we are a result of the fact that he's, a, he's, a, he's an apostle, he's an evangelist, he's, he's everything. And I want us to honor him. I'm grateful that he even appointed me and consecrated me as a bishop. Hey! I'm wondering what he saw. It's amazing. Are we clapping? Let's give the prophet a big, 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 big round of applause. Wow. May we never lose our wonder and our admiration. Mike Medox said, when admiration ceases, learning ceases. When you, when you stop admiring, you can't learn anymore. So may we never stop admiring this man of God. Yes. For many, many years, may we never stop admiring. Receive grace to not stop admiring. Receive grace to always admire. 10 years from now, you'll be admiring. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Whether he's alive or not, we'll still be admiring and flowing. Thank you, Father, for your servant's life. We are grateful for his life. Thank you for leading him strongly to lead us. Amen in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, you may kindly take your seats in the heavenly places. It's been a long conference, but very short. Amazingly. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to add up. I mean, a lot has been done. I mean, when when um, a spiritual work is done, you can't quantify it. Just a word from God can carry you throughout your life. God said, let there be light and there was light. And that light has still not stopped. It's still working. Yes. They keep discovering new stars, new galaxies all the time. It's like the light keeps creating. Today they go and check there's nothing there. Tomorrow when they check there's something there. Yes, it keeps going. That's what is happening. That's what is happening. That's what's, and I don't know why they still don't believe that there's someone who is in charge of it. It's amazing. Because new things are being discovered all the time. They keep finding. It's like the light is still going and creating and doing more. It's amazing. So, it's difficult. Sometimes when a preacher comes to minister for us, we don't know how to even another person because it's too... I mean, the work that has been done is so deep. What can let you stop? What can break an addiction? There's no drug for breaking an addiction. None. Yes, only the power of God can set you free. Yes, only the power of God. What can I mean, there was a lady who came to our church who was mad. 
you know, young girl, she had, she had lost her senses. I mean, she'd be talking. She'd just be 12 years old. She'd just be talking. I mean, it started about three years ago. She'd just be talking. Yes, so I'm going to... I mean, you can't sustain a, you can't sustain a conversation with her. As she's talking, she's, she'll just... Maybe you're talking about this chair, and then she'll start talking about balloons and lights and roofing sheets and sand. And, ah! So they brought her to church. Her brothers brought her to church. They came to see me. I was like, this one, only God can do it. Who else can do this one? Only God can do it. As soon as I closed my eyes to pray, God opened my eyes and I saw something. What had caused that? And I prayed about it. I saw her on, a, on, an, on an altar, tied to an altar. Yeah, someone close to her wanted to sacrifice her for something, but couldn't carry on through. And that's what I saw. Yes, when the person saw the effects, the person decided to stop. But it had started already. So she, had, she, had, she was going off. She had gone off practically. Can you imagine that a simple prayer? A simple prayer. It, it doesn't make any natural sense. A simple prayer. What medical science could not do? A simple prayer. Up to date. It's been three months. Up to date. I mean, the, the brothers are shocked. As well as I am. I'm also shocked. We are all shocked together. Yes, we are all shocked. We are all surprised. Man, look at what can, God can do through his word. Through, this, he sent forth his word and he healed them. Through his word. It's amazing. One lady came throat cancer. Yes, I mean, small girl. She's just there. Just, uh, she's like 22 years old. Yes, all of a sudden, throat cancer is coughing blood. It's not a small thing, oh. Prayer, simple prayer. It just vanishes. It's amazing. So you can't quantify spiritual the effect of the way you can't. What? How can you pay for it? That is why when we are giving seeds and people are complaining, it's like, well, why are we taking? There's something wrong with you. Abraham knew the influence of the power of God in his life, and he kept building altars, sacrificing offerings all the time. All the time. I mean, some, when something you just build an altar and sacrifice. Build an altar and sacrifice. Build, that is it. And he taught his children to do that. Because what, how can you say thank you to God who has saved you and helped you, given you life? A lot of people didn't wake up. The way we are waking up and we are just flowing like that. Someone slept and something small went off in his nerves. That's it. One half of the body is gone. But because you are hearing the word consistently and continuously, multiple times, the spirit is entering you and setting you on your feet on different levels of your life. Let's clap for the word of God and clap for mommy for organizing for us to hear the word of God consistently and continuously. It's an amazing thing. Yes. Yes. Jesus said the words that I speak unto, they are spirits and they are life. They bring life. Life to you. Yes. Life. Revelations. Deliverance. Yes. Changes. Remarkable changes. Only God's word can do that. Only God's word can do that. As the word of God comes, I mean, is the, the word of God is like a, the sun. As it comes, a lot of things are happening at the same time. Healing is happening. Grace is being given out. If you read in Second Peter chapter, this is not my message. I'm just sharing some things with you. Second Peter chapter one, verse one and two. Yes, it's working. Look at verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. How? Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So as you hear the word of God, the word of God contains the knowledge of God and contains the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. As the word of God comes to you, grace is ministered to you. 
So if you want more grace, what do you do? Put the prophet on. Just believe. That's, that's what I do. When I want more grace, I want, and grace is God's ability working in your life and working on your behalf. When I want God to work more on my behalf and in my life, I just put, I just put some messages on. Yes, because as I'm listening, grace to do, grace to become, grace to accomplish what is being said is coming to me because the knowledge of God is coming. The knowledge of Jesus Christ is coming to me. Therefore, grace is coming to me. I can do all things. So by the time the session is ended, I can do all things. If I was struggling with something, I, I, can, I have the ability to not struggle with this particular thing anymore. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That is it. And peace is multiplied to you. Peace. Peace is not sold anywhere. There's no more that sells peace. Yes. There's no more that sells peace. There's no shop. There's no corner store that sells peace. It can only be found through the word of God. Yes. And as the word comes to you, peace. And there are different types of peace. There's peace of mind. There's peace of heart. There's peace of pockets. Oh, yes. There's peace. You can have peace in your pocket. The word peace in the Old Testament is shalom. And it means, it means the, the prosperity, the, the peace that produces prosperity. So you can have peace in your pocket. Peace in your health. Yes, when, when diabetes has no place in your life. Hypertension is not there. I mean, you are not taking 75 drugs in the morning. Yeah, why? Because of the word of God that you have been receiving, peace is coming to you. I tell you. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. So you can't joke with the word of God. Every opportunity to hear the word must be grasped with, or with voraciousness. Yes, because grace is coming. Peace is coming. Faith is coming to you. Yes. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Faith. Now, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing and hearing. So as you are hearing and hearing, that is why we are always encouraged. I mean, yeah. nobody in Ghana was teaching us about how to listen to tapes. It was a prophet who was teaching us. Yeah. Yes. I remember a, a, an old message years ago. Very long ago. I think maybe 98 or so. He was talking about uh, uh, the, the number of hours you cover when you are listening to a message in a car. It's like going, to lect, going for lectures. And he was doing the calculation. When I heard that, I was like, hey, Charlie, I'm going to listen. That's what I'm going to do. But as you listen, faith. Faith to accomplish what God wants to accomplish. Faith to do what God wants you to do. Faith, you know, prophet will not talk about faith, but Charlie, everything that he's doing is faith. I don't know if you see what I'm talking about. Yes, and it comes by hearing and hearing. See, I'll keep hearing. Tell anybody, I'll keep hearing. Will you hear with me? Ask anybody, will you hear with me? Yes, you must keep hearing all the time. Hallelujah. So yesterday I started talking, of, talking about the agency of the matter, how important it is important. I mean, the thing, you know, it's not, it's, not free, it's not free of charge like that. There are some things at stake. It is really urgent. The fact that some people's blood will be acts of us. Hey, Reverend Eric, it's a very serious thing. Oh. Yes. But a lot of Christians don't think about those things. That is why the judgment will be very serious for all of us. For most Christians, it will not be an easy time at all. Yes. You see, you are not certain if you ever get married, if you are not married. There are some people who don't get married. It's there. You may be married, but you, you, may, not, you may not know if you even have children. You may have children, but you don't know if you bury all of them before you even die. Because some people bury all their children before they die. Yeah. I, I just saw a woman bury her, cho- her child very painfully. Very wonderful gentleman. Someone I grew up with. I mean, he just died just like that. Some cancer just like 
just like just arrested him, and that was it. That was it. I mean, very brilliant guy, freshly married. Yes, his wife was pregnant when he died. Can you imagine? Ooh. You may not, you may not be so certain about some of these things. We are all putting our faith to work to survive and continue, you know, and live long. You cross seventy with these. Yeah, you need faith. If you don't have faith, it's not going to work. You cross seventy. If you don't, if when, when, when we are saying this and you are not saying anything, you are not saying amen. It's like you don't believe it. Yeah, I just watch it. It's like you don't believe it. It is it is practical. If you don't believe it, it's not going to work for you. If you believe it, it works for you. That's how it is. Yes. And not everyone crosses 40. Yes. Yes. Not everyone crosses 60. You'd be surprised. Haven't you seen it around? Not everyone crosses 25. It's a shock. When I was younger, I thought, I mean, we all grow older. But as I was like, hey, Charlie, people just fall off as, as we are going. As we are going, now, they, oh, this person is gone. I had a classmate. Yeah, I had a classmate who was going out for jogging. The guy, a very strong guy, so he goes for jogging and all of that. On one of his jogs, he had just got him married. On one of his jogging, a car just knocked him down and sped off. And nobody attended to him and he died, just like that. Can you imagine? He didn't cross 30. Yes. So when we are saying you cross 70, I said you cross 70 with ease. You cross 80 with ease. He satisfies his beloved with long life. Are you the beloved of God? Yes. Then he will satisfy you with long life. Yes. We, don't, we are not certain about some of these things. But there, there's something that is so certain about, about in our lives. Whether you like it or not, it will come. Whether you like it or not, it will come. Yes. Oh, yes, it will come. There's a day coming when you stand before Jesus. You will. You will stand before him. And you will have to give account for what you did with your life. I don't know if you are, if you are ready for that day. Whether you like it or not, it's, it's coming. It is certain. And that, that thought should control your life today. You see, I talk about these things because they, they have a direct impact. Because what you are doing today is what you are going to be asked about on that day. You are answering the questions right now. It is the only exam that the question has the questions available. The questions are available. The answers are available. The answers are available. Just match the questions to the answers so that you will not be found wanting. He says windows, you say what? <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. He says windows, you say no, I, I, I want a car, I want a house. I want. You, you what? You chill. I'll fornicate. How can you be in the church and all you are thinking about is a lady's bottoms? Oh. So is, that, is that why we have guarded? <laughs> hey! We will stand before him. Whether we like it or not. He is coming. Our Lord is what? Is coming. And your consciousness of the fact that he's coming must con- it will control your life. If you are conscious of it, it will control your life. Yes. Have you ever seen this word, Maranatha, in the Bible? What does Maranatha mean? He comes. Come on, Lord Jesus. Or he comes. That's what he comes. And that was the greeting of the first church. That was their greeting. They will meet in connaissance when they are meeting Maranatha. He comes. Our Lord is coming. They were more conscious of it than we are. 
It's an amazing thing. They that, I mean, the Lord just had, had just left. It's like he's, he's coming or he's just returning. And that was how, but we have, it's like, we know we are in the, in the end of the end times. No, we are not really, am I lying? Yes, the preacher cannot lie. <laughs> yeah. Revelation chapter 22. So I want to show you from the scriptures some things that would, would help you. You know, God's children must be helped. Revelation 22 verse 12. You must be helped so that our lives can go the way God wants us to go. Yes. We must be motivated and encouraged to know what is at stake. So that we'll be encouraged to do what God wants us to do. No matter our tongue, our language, our association, our race, whatever. This thing affects everyone. I mean, if I, if I preach the gospel of cars in America, it may not work. Because you don't need Jesus Christ for a car. All the, almost all the billionaires Milone- the in this world are not Christians. Bishops, you are welcome. Thank you for coming. Yeah. They are, they are, not, they are not Christians. Have you noticed? Yeah. Yes. If you like, mention the name. Most of them are not. It's a short direction that you don't, need, you don't need God to prosper. Just be in America and do some one or two things. I mean, it's kind of like being in Europe. One or two. If, Russia, if uh, Putin does not come and bomb you, it's fine. <laughs> It will not, this kind of, some preachings will not work there. It doesn't. Yes. Visa. We have a small church in some of these places. We have small, small, small churches in some of these places. And when you are talking to them, I mean, they are not, you can't talk about, eh, I see the Lord giving you a car. Oh. Oh. Eh, that is not relevant at all. I see the Lord giving you a house. Oh. Charlie house. Is that, is that the reason why we have gathered house? It doesn't work. It's not relevant at all. But these things, these things, they affect everybody. Yes, everybody in the whole world. He says, and behold, I come quickly. This is Jesus talking. Behold, I come quickly. If you have a good Bible, it's in red, it's in red letters. Behold, I come what? Quickly. And my reward is with me. As I'm coming, my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. Behold, I come quickly. And my coming is not for any other thing. It's to give you Rewards for your work, for what you are doing for me. Yes. Whether you, you, he comes for you by death or by rapture, he has come for you. He has come for you. Either way, you have gone. There's a going. Yes, that is it. Behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. According as his work shall be. If you read the Bible, you see two comings of Jesus Christ. There are two second comings of Jesus Christ. You see, there's the first coming. The first coming has already happened. The first coming is what brought us salvation. Isn't it? Now, the second coming is in two forms. The first one is privately. Jesus comes privately for his private church. Okay? That one is for believers. He counts for, for believers. Then the second one is to is his second coming with the believers to judge this world. That's, that's, how, that's what the Bible shows us. 
Are you interested in some of these things? <laughs> okay, let me show you the, uh, the second one. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Then I'll show you the first one, okay? Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they, they also which pierce them, and all kindreds of the earth shall will because of him. Even so, amen. He says, Behold, he cometh with what? Clouds. What are the clouds? The clouds are the clouds of witnesses. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, isn't it? We are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Okay? Now, when Jesus was leaving the earth, when he, when he was leaving in Acts chapter 1, as he was leaving, the Bible says that a cloud received him out of the sight of the disciples. That's in Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Look at Acts 1, 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. You see, as he was talking to them, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And two angels, two men appeared by them, because we were all looking up. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel and told them, this same Jesus, next verse, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall, also, shall so come in like manner. Do you see? As you have seen him go into heaven. In like manner. How did he go? He went with clouds. So why is he going to come? He's going to come with clouds. Now what are the clouds? The clouds are the cloud of witnesses. Do you see? Uh-huh. The cloud of witnesses. If you read your Bible, you see how when Jesus rose from the dead, he didn't, he didn't rise from the dead alone. He rose from the dead with a lot of people. Matthew 27 from verse 52, you see it. The Bible says that when Jesus died, the earth was, there was a great earthquake. Matthew 27 verse 52. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept or which were dead arose. Are you in the church? And came out of the graves. They arose from the dead and came out of the graves after his resurrection. And went to the holy city and appeared unto many. So someone will be in, someone will be cooking in Jerusalem, and then Abraham will just show up. Yeah, it was an amazing thing. It was an amazing sight. Yes, you be you be you be you be farming, and then Jacob will just show up and talk to you in Jerusalem. Yet they still didn't believe. Can you imagine? Yes, he says they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. All these bodies of the old, the old guys who has, who had died rose from the dead when Jesus came out of the of the dead, and they came out with him. And they were all waiting for him to lead them into heaven. So they are the cloud of witnesses that went to Jesus. Jesus ascended with them into the Holy of Holies. Lift up ye gates, be lifted up ye ancient doors, and the King of glory shall come in. That was the glorious entrance of Jesus back into heaven as the conquered Savior. And when he was going, he went with a lot of witnesses. This same Jesus who has gone with a lot of witnesses will come Okay, with a lot of witnesses. Who are, the, who are the cloud? It is actually, we are going to be included. All saints who, who, are, who have died, or all those who, there's a day coming when we'll be raptured and we'll be taken and taken away from this earth. That's, that's the truth. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yes. And we'll be coming with him. If you read in Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, you see Jesus' second coming. This is the one that I read to you in Revelation 1 7. It's, the, it's also written in Revelation 9, 19, verse 11. It says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon, up, upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. Next verse. Then it says, His eyes were as a, a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. 
Next verse. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. He's talking about Jesus. Next verse. Then he's, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine line and white and clean. Who are these people? These people are actually Christians, the saints. So he'll be coming, that cloud is going to come with other saints. Hallelujah. So if you read in 1 Thessalonians chapter, chapter 4, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 from Brazil. So many scriptures. Why do I like doing that? Wow. Do you like such things? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 11. From verse 16. Go to 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Have you seen it? With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Then he says, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. All those who have died in Christ will arise. So this is, a, this is the second coming of Christ. But it is the first part of the second coming. Where the dead saints arise. And the saints who are alive join them in heaven. Look at the next verse. Next verse, please. Then we which are alive. So those of us who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him. With them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air, then he says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this is the Lord coming for his saints. It's his second coming, but he doesn't, in this particular coming, his feet does not touch the earth. He doesn't stay on the earth. He appears in the clouds. And then we join him in the clouds. And then we go back into heaven. Do you see? So this is for us. This is for us. Now, when we go, later on, we'll come back again with him. And when we are coming, we, when he's coming, we are coming with him. And in that case, his feet will touch the ground. And he'll come and come and stay here for 1,000 years. And judge the world for 1,000 years. And we'll be judging with him for 1,000 years. All those who did what he wanted them to do will judge with him and rule with him for 1,000 years. It's, it's all in the Bible. I mean, it's all in the Bible. Hallelujah. Yes. So the work you are doing, it's not, you are not just doing something, you are not just moving around to do some things. There's, there's a lot at stake. There's a huge thing at stake. You see, and your consciousness of the fact that he's coming for you, and this coming, when he comes for us this way and we go, when we go, we are, we are going to be judged. Our judgment is not unto condemnation. Our judgment is for rewards. That's why I started off by saying that, he says, I come quickly. For what purpose? I'll give you my reward. I'll give you your reward. He's coming to come and give you your reward for all that you are doing. All that you are doing. So when we are raptured and we go, judgment is happening. It's called the Bima judgment, the Bima sea judgment. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. It's there, it's in the Bible. The prophet has written a book, new book, Bima. I tell you, you need to read it. You need to judge yourself now before that time. And ask yourself, examine yourself right now if you be in the faith. Are you fooling around or you are doing what God wants you to do? It's because all the things, all the betting, the fornication, the, all those, they are all distractions that the devil is bringing you, bringing your way, so that you don't do the core thing. Which we are talking about. The core thing is what we are talking about. Evangelism, soul winning, practically winning someone's soul. Like Bishop Ogo taught us. Yes, practically following up, teaching the person, stabilizing the person in the house of God. Yes. So that five years from now, the person will be in the house of God. He has become a pastor or something, or he has become a bishop after 10 years. Something. That is, what, that is how it's supposed to be. Yes. Bearing fruits, proper fruits, not bassing. <laughs> bassing is very important, but it should never replace the original thing. Hallelujah. Look at this. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. All of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. This is to Christians. 
So when we are raptured, we are going for judgment. And that judgment is to give everybody his rewards for what he did. He says, for we must all appear before the judgment of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, done in this body of yours, and then in the body of Christ. What did you do? Hey! Ask your neighbor, what did you do? What did you do with your life? What you do? What you do? <laughs> it's a very serious thing. Yes. According to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. If it's good, you get your rewards. If it's bad, you get your rewards. That's all. It's as simple as A, B, C, D. Oh, it's, it's happening. It's going to happen practically in your life. You can mark this day. When, that, when the, that day comes, you can remember. It will bring this one to you that's up. But the way you were told, yes. Yes, Apple was given to you. Yes. Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Similar thing in, 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 the, in the play. Romans 14, 10. Yes. So I want to be able to answer questions, though. Abraham. I want to be able to answer questions. All the questions I'm supposed to answer. Salashi, right? Yes. I don't want problems. I don't know about you, but me, I don't want problems. I'm trying my best. Yes. Even when I'm tired, I'm still moving. Yes. Even when I'm stressed, I'm still moving. Even when I'm nowhere, I'm still moving. There was a day I was preaching, as I was preaching, I just left the microphone and then went to sleep. Because <laughs> I was too tired. I, I almost collapsed. I was preaching, I said, I'll be back. And I went to sleep for two hours or three hours. So someone had to close their meeting. It, I tell you, it was, it was a mic drop right before. It, I was so tired. Wow. Yes. But the message must come anyway because maybe somewhere it's someone's last day that is hearing that message. Yes. That may be the last time the person is hearing it. Yes. One more so someone must hear. Someone must hear. Someone must, someone must be blessed. Yes. But why does thou judge thy brother? Or why does thou set up not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We shall all stand before the judgment seat. All of us. This is the bema. Judgment seat. When you see judgment seat of Christ, it's not, there's another judgment seat. It's called the white throne. They are different. God has different thrones. God, right now as we are talking, God, God is sitting on a certain throne. Called the throne of grace. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Come boldly onto the throne of grace. That's the, that's the throne he's sitting on. He's sitting on the throne of grace now. Right now, there is dashing grace. He's giving mercy for all your foolishness. Helping you to overcome all your problems. Yes. So that you can do what he wants you to do. Yes. So that when you meet you on that day, there's a day coming when you change the throne. Yes. And the throne, the, he will change it. And another, he will sit on another throne called the, the judgment seat of Christ. He'll sit on that one. And he'll be judging you and me. Then another, after another time, he will change that throne and sit on another throne called the white throne. There's another throne called the white throne. That's in Revelation chapter, chapter what? Chapter 20, chapter 9, chapter 20, verse 12. 2011. Revelation 2011. And I saw a great white throne. Have you seen it? And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Yes. This one is the judgment for the whole world. That is, those who are outside of Christ. Yeah. They, they are judged to be condemned. I'll talk about that this evening. So you see what is waiting all those you are not preaching to. Yeah. There's something awaiting all those you are not preaching to. Yeah. It is so dangerous, you must preach to them. Yeah. Yes, you wouldn't want your uncle to be there. Or your auntie to be there. Or your friend to be there. Or for your brother to be there. You wouldn't want that. It is, the, it is a great wickedness. To allow for someone to slip into eternity without being born again. It's, you, are, you are really wicked if you do that. It's because of what awaits the person. 
When someone dies, the first thing I ask, was he born again? Yes. That's the first thing. I, was, he born, was he linked to me? Was I responsible for something? Could I have done something to make him get born again if he wasn't? Yes. Because all those of us who are linked to that person, questions, I tell you, then go call. Roll call. This one, this one, this one. And then we'll all be standing there. Okay, so this one, this person is in the, is in the lake of fire. And you, you, you met him at this time. You also met him at this time. You, you met her. Hey! I tell, and all the videos will be playing. I tell God has LED screens. Practical LED screens. LED. He has uh, projectors. High definition projectors. It's there. He had it. That's why we, we are having it now. Yes. But the throne of the, of, of the, of the Bema, the judgment seat of Christ, is for us. And we are going to be asked. So you must allow that information, this information I'm sharing with you. Because something is coming. Yes, we must allow it. All those who are fooling around are those who have lost perspective of the fact that Jesus is coming. Matthew chapter, 20, chapter 24. It's in the Bible. Claire. Claire. Matthew 24. Hey. Verse 42. He's coming. He's coming for you. Whether you sing in the church or you don't sing in the church, he's coming for you. Whether you win the soul or he's not, you don't win the soul, you will face it. You see, I was reading, I was reading Romans um, 14.10. If you read, go to Romans 14.10. We'll come back to Matthew. Okay? Are you enjoying what I'm sharing with you? Is it helping you in any way? It's important. So all the forceful preaching... The prayers, the, pr- the deliverance, people shouting in the church, hey, it's, for, it's for a reason. So that you'll be freed to serve God and do what he wants you to do. All of that is for, there's only one purpose. Only one purpose. So that you can be freed from all, the, all those things to serve God properly. So if you are free, then you, are, you go back into it. A lot of people don't have the fear of God. You've forgotten that, Charlie. Yes, you were saved for a purpose. There's a reason for your salvation. It's not, it's not, it's not chance play. Yes. If you keep fooling, there's a day coming when the Lord will say, it's okay. You know, it's like that. You must have the fear of God in your heart. A lot of young Christians don't have the fear of the, of the Lord. Yes. They feel that God will forgive them for everything that they do. I don't know where you got that from. I don't know where you got that from. But it's, it's, it's not like that. There's an extent you get to that you can't be helped. Where you can't even repent. If you keep searing your conscience, you see, you are, you are lying. Every liar, the prophet said it, every liar is very close to the devil. Bishop Dak said it. If you're a liar, you can just lie to Archbishop. Lie to mommy. Hey! Hmm. <laughs> and Anas and Safira died because of lying. In the New Testament, not Old Testament. New Testament. Yes. You don't know when you will lie against the Holy Ghost. When, when it will not be a lie told to mommy or to daddy, but a lie told to the Holy Ghost, and that will be the end. They are asking you about the boy, and you say, oh, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, mommy, there's nothing wrong. It's like everything. We are just friends. Meanwhile, you are having said you have done two abortions already for him. And you are just, we are just friends. Hey, you will not even open up for us to help you. You will not, op- you will not open up. You have done two already. 
Oh, church is the same everywhere. It's the same problems we also have. If I, you'll be surprised. Same problems. Oh, yes, it's the same everywhere. Same human beings, same devil, same temptations, just different, different places, different locations. It's the same. Yes, different what? Hospital is the same. It's the same whatever. Yes. Hey! They lied. That was the end. That was the end. They lied about their own property. I mean, the property is yours. You sold the thing. Just say that I kept some of the money and I've bought some. It's my money. It's your money. It's yours. You see, they wanted to be like Barnabas. Barnabas had sold, and he was called the son of consolation. Like, he was very wild. So they decided that they would also be called the couple of consolation. They didn't have that faith. Barnabas had sold a very expensive property and had bought all the money. And the Bible says he, the, the, the apostles' hearts were consoled. So when they saw it, they also decided that they are going to sell this. But they couldn't. It's like, hey, the money is a lot. $500,000 is too much. Let's keep to 50000 and take to 50000 This is also a lot of money. It's even higher than uh, Barnabas' money. So let's take it. And they asked them, hey, did you sell that, that thing for this summer? Said, oh, it's like that. That's it. That's it. And that was the end for him. That, that was it. Yes, that was it. His wife didn't go to church early. You know, all those who don't go to church early. Always, you know, you fall into things you are not supposed to fall into. She didn't go to church. She was doing makeup, all kinds of things. So she got to church three hours later. Yes, after they had buried their husband, they had done, they had done the whole funeral and she was not there. And she came later. She was braiding her hair. Hey! <laughs> and when she got there after three hours, he asked her, Charlie, did you sell the thing for this amount? She said, oh, yes. She didn't, she had no clue of what had happened. Yes. Yes. Why are you asking that? You should have asked. Why are you asking? You know something. Something is going on. She didn't ask. Her wisdom was small. She was missing a lot of services. That's why. Yes. A lot of services. Missing it. Wow. But I see you telling the truth all the days of your life. Yes. I, I was just trying to let you know that there's a time when God will just say that. Sally, it's, it's enough. Yes. You can't dwell in your foolishness forever. You have, to, you have to rise up. Start fearing God. Like, start having a fear that God, will, God can give up on you. Oh, yes. There's a time when God can say, it's enough. Come home. Come home. No more opportunities. Come back. Esau fell into that particular problem. Yes. Esau was playing with the birthright. You see, he was playing with the... What God treasures, he, he thought was nothing. And he exchanged the birthright for a morsel of bread. For red, red, gobe, just because of hunger. He didn't think it was anything. I mean, first of all, he was, he was insulting all the counsel of God. God has said, don't marry from, from Canaan. He took two wives from Canaan. Yes. When you start disobeying, take orders about relationships, marry, those small, small things, you start, it will end up creeping into something very great. Yes. He was disobedient concerning all those things. Yes. Do you know that the, the, the blessing of Abraham could, be also, could also be inherited maritally? Yes, it, can be inherited, it could be inherited maritally too. So he lost it from that side. Because when Jacob went to the right place, to Laban's house to marry, when he was going, his father blessed him and blessed him with the blessings of Abraham. Second blessing. Yes. But he saw he was fooling around, marrying and doing whatever. But those, those girls were a, a stress for Isaac and Rebecca. And he didn't care. 
he stole the birthright for a morsel of meat. Then the Bible says that, eh, Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. One morsel of meat sold his birthright. He sold it. You are selling your meat, your, your birthright for sex. Why did, if it is not a big deal, why did God say we should not do it? It's a question. Because that particular thing is like God talks about it. You see? Yes, because of what it does. I want to start talking about fornication. Everybody starts looking away. It's like, what are you talking about? What's happening? It's a dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous. If it was not dangerous, it's a destiny killer. That is why Joseph said no to Potiphar's wife. Joseph knew that he could have bought the whole of his future. Yes. By one, five minutes of pleasure. Ah, it's finished. It's finished. Future gone. Oh, yeah. No more what? No more in be, being Pharaoh, Pharaoh's prime minister. It's gone. Yes. Ask Reuben. Reuben. Genesis chapter 49, verse 2. No, no, you need to, you need to know it. If you, don't, you, can lose, you can lose it. You can. You don't know which one you will do that God will say it's finished. You are not going anywhere. The ministry, no, you are not going to be engaged in it again. Yes. Mercy and grace. Gather yourselves together and hear ye sons of Jacob and hearken unto Israel your father. Verse 3. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. What guy like? He has potential. He has great destiny, powerful destiny. But he says, unstable. As unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Why? Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Why? Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defilest thou it. He went up to my couch. He went up to my couch. He was sleeping with his father's wife. Hey! What kind of life is that? I mean, this guy had done things. Uh, he had gotten to a place where he couldn't repent. Like you can't do, you can't, you can't help him. Esau could not find repentance. And it is in the New Testament that Esau could not find repentance. So there's a probability that you do know you can't find repentance after some time. Oh, yes. After some time, it's like you are still doing something. It, it, will, not, it will not work. You are destroying your ministry. You are destroying your life. You are destroying your, 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 your opportunities. Yes. Hmm? For you know, Hebrews 12, 17, back to Hebrews 12 now. It says, for you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited a blessing, he was rejected. He was what? Eliab was rejected. Eliab, David's big brother, was, was rejected. When someone saw him, he said, this is, the, this is the king, this is the Lord's anointed. God said, sit down, my brother. For the first time in your life, you have missed it. Yes. Look not on his countenance. His countenance is deceiving you. I've tested him, I've weighed him, I've checked his heart, and I have rejected him. Hmm? Look for that, please. First Samuel chapter 17. I have rejected him. Yes. Is it 16? First Samuel 16, rather. Yeah. And it came to us when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. Otherwise, he says, I have rejected him, meaning that he was weighed. Refusal. You see, when you apply for a visa and they refuse you, they check your, con- your, your documents. Right. And they say, they are, That's why they refuse you. His documents were checked and he didn't qualify. I want to qualify. See, I want to qualify. I want to qualify. I want to qualify. Yes, there's a danger of you not qualifying. It's in the Bible. 
It's in the Bible. I have too many scriptures that are flowing into my mind as I'm talking to you. Yes. It's amazing. Even Paul was cautious. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Let's read 26. 1 Corinthians 9, 26. Paul said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep my body, I keep under my body, I keep under my body. Because your body, this is your body, eh? it, can, it can deny you of a lot of things. It can disgrace you. Yes. Big time. And deny you of heavenly rewards. This is your body. It's not a small thing. It can deny you. I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. The word castaway is uh, 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 adokimos. It means unqualified or disqualified. Yes, after I've preached the gospel, I myself should become disqualified because of what I did, in, I did with my body, what I allowed my body to get into. Yes. Ish. So Jesus is being conscious of the fact that Jesus is coming eh, will cure you. It will save you. It will purify you. First John chapter 3, verse 2. Hey. <laughs> yes, my, my, my scripture here. I'm cool. As a sort of my scripture, I'm cool. <laughs> it's inside the Bible. It's all inside. Yes. Oh, crap. It's in the Bible. Yes. Yes. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and does not yet appear what you shall be. But we know that when Jesus shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as a yes. Then he says, and everyone that has this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. If you have the hope that Jesus is coming, and that when he appears, you appear with him. If, he, if that is your focus, that Jesus is coming, he's coming to his word, and he can come for you at any time, through death or rapture, whatever it is, he's coming. He's coming home. He's what? He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming with his rewards. Yes. He's carrying things. He's coming. Rewards. He's coming to check. Did you do or you did not do? Did you preach or you did not preach? Did you help that person or you didn't mind that person? You know, sometimes as a pastor, you don't feel like taking some people's calls. Because I've called you. It's like they're not changing. You get tired. I remember there was a time when I didn't want to pick anybody's cause anymore. Then the Lord reminded me. I saw myself standing before the Lord and God was asking me, why didn't you pick those calls? I said, oh yeah, Charlie, call me, call me. I'm interested, call me. It's serious. Prophet said one day he was going to preach and he was going to preach about Lazarus and the rich man. And he was like, child, this means I have preached it. Ah, like I've said it so many times. And then the Lord asked him, are you tired of preaching about, about Lazarus? He said, oh, I'm sorry. Huh? I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I'll go and preach it easily. I'll preach it again. No negotiation. If you know that you can be rejected because you are not doing some of the things God is expecting you to do, eh? you will change your mind. You will change the way you are looking at things. Yes. Everyone who has this hope, that Jesus is coming again, purifies himself, even as he's pure. The problems we have is because we have forgotten that we have a master, we have a Lord who is coming. And he's coming with his rewards. That is the problem. The reason why you, you, don't, you are not fasting and eating all the time yeah, is because you've forgotten that there are rewards for fasting. 
All those prayer meetings, there are rewards for prayer meetings. Every prayer. One day I went to church. This is several, this is 2012. I got to church. When I got to church and I opened my tablet to preach, I saw an angel standing by. I mean, I do, I've not seen many. I've had just one or two or three encounters, but it guides me in life because it's like, Charlie, these things, they are not normal. I saw an angel standing there with a book and a pen, calculating the distance I had covered to church. Calculating. He was checking. The length. Yes. <laughs> it's the length. Yes, where I had come from to church. I was living at Boko Estates at that time, and church was at the cabin. So he was calculating. 4.35 kilometers to church. And he had, he had written it down. I said, hey, then I, I don't care how far church is. I'll be there. So I like traveling. If I have to travel far to go and preach, I know kilometers are being cast. I'm sitting in the car. So you see, Prophet prophet is moving around. He's going to the north. It's like he can't sit down. You, you are sitting down all the time. Fornicating all the time. Your hostel to here is a problem. Hostel is just here. I don't be, it's right here. You're sort of walking to check. You can't come. I'm tired. You at Nyberg, you won't come. Amen, hostel, you won't come. You're asking for a bus. What do you mean by bus? What are you talking about? Hey! They are calculating kilometers oh, for rewards. Oh, yeah, for rewards. Someone should bus you and pay. You don't even pay for the bus. The Lord is watching you. Oh, yes, 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 yes. To be honest with you. To be honest with you. I mean, these things guide me. When I check, I'm like, hey, Charlie, I have to be serious. Yes, whether someone, I, I, I don't fight over unnecessary things. I mean, let's do the work. Let's do what the Lord wants us to do. Let me preach. Let me talk to this person. I don't mind standing for a long time. Let me talk to this person. Let me cancel this person. You don't know, maybe what I'll say will change his life. Or do something for him. Maybe this extra meeting will do something for this person. Win the person's soul further. Let me just do it. I don't want any problems. Yes. It's because I don't want any problems. Yes, if you remember that the Lord is coming and that he's going to judge you, it will change your life. Yes, everyone who has this hope in him, purify, you will purify yourself. When the girl gives you scholarship, you say, Sister Tony, what's it? Yes, Uba. Yes, we are Yes, Uba. Pacho. Be purifying me from problems. Yes. Yes. When there's an opportunity to, to leave the house of God and go and do something else. Like you have a, a job promotion that is going to take you away from church. Away completely. You will not take it. You will not what? You will not take it. You, you will check. Your movement will be done according to locations where church is. Yes, you, can, you have to check. Can, where I'm going to, can I still serve the Lord? If that is not there, I'm not moving. No matter the pay increase. People have followed pay and died. People have followed pay increase and died. Premature death. Yes. You didn't even chop one month of the money. One month cried and it happened. It's, listen, if you've not been in life for a long time, you will not know. So don't let experience be the best teacher for you. Let history be the best teacher for you. History. History is written. There are books that have been written. Yes, the Bible is one of them. Books by the prophet is plenty. Yes, check. People who have hazarded their lives for Jesus Christ. Yes, it's Pascal, it's all there. That is why you should read. And by the way, those of you who buy the books and don't read, buy prophets' books and don't read, I have a special vision for you. Yes. Are you interested? Yes. Reverend George, who has also fathered me for a long time, saw a vision. Mommy knows him. He saw a vision. Okay. 
clearly. I mean, there are people who say when they've seen a vision, you must believe that they've seen a vision. Like these people, they are very, these are holy men. You understand? Very holy men. He said he saw a vision. He called me early in the morning. I said, oh, is everything okay? He said, I just saw a vision. He said he saw a vision and we were in a meeting where the prophet was preaching. And the preaching was not preaching, it was lashing. The whole service was a lashing service here on earth. And all those who had not read the books, bought and not read the books, or have the books and have not read, were being lashed here on earth. He said he was with me entering the service. As we were entering the service, he checked by his side, and I was not there, I was already seated in the service. And he was coming to the service. And we're coming to lash him. So when he called, he said, Charlie, send me, <laughs> send me the prophet's book so I can start reading some more. Oh, quickly. So I sent, I sent all the PDF I had. Yes. And he started reading it. Quickly. After about a month of reading it, he had another vision. This one was a vision and like he was, he was asleep and had a dream. This time around, it was not earth. It was in heaven. There was a whole place in heaven for lashing all those who didn't read prophet's books. This is double emphasis. The Lord is emphasizing it again. They were la- oh, serious, serious. They were lashing. Lashing, serious lashes for not reading the books. When he told me, I said, Charlie, let me read it proper. I don't want any problem. Let me just read it. Because if there's a lashing session in heaven, I don't know how many lashes you collect so far. So far, I don't know how many lashes. Yeah, because no, I mean, this is from God. Though. This is from God. Nobody has written these things in the whole world. To be honest with you. Nobody. There's no minister in the world who has written as much on ministry and how to do it. On all aspects, as much as the prophet has. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. That's the truth. And it is not from his stomach. It is from the spirit. That is why the Holy Ghost is organizing lashing sessions for all those who didn't read the revelation that God gave. It's a revelation, if you see it like that, it will change your mind. Yes, it's a revelation that God has given. So that's just a small uh, caution for all of us. It's an encouragement. <laughs> wow. Every man that has his hope in him purifies himself. Are you ready for more? Do you, do you want more or you are tired? Matthew 24. Let me finish this and then we'll close. Okay? Yes. Matthew 24, verse 42. You must have his coming in perspective. He's coming. Sweetheart, he's coming. Brother, the Lord is coming. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord does come. Watch, like be on the lookout. Because you know not what time, what hour, your Lord. You see, we make Jesus the Lord of our lives. You see, not the bubble of our lives, the Lord of our lives, meaning that what he says. A Lord is an owner, the word Lord means owner. What he says is very important to you. Yes, he's your ruler. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. Next verse. But notice that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Yes. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as he think not, the Son of Man cometh. Next verse. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord has made ruler over his household? He's talking about you. God has made you ruler over some people. Yes. All this go. God, is, we are just telling you that, Charlie, there are some people whose lives are dependent on yours. Go and find them, pastor them, help them, shepherd them. Lead them to Christ, shepherd them. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? 
You have to give them meat in due season. Give them food in due season. Give them the word of God in due season. It's, there's a due season. This is it. This is the time. You can't wait any further. Blessed is that man. Next verse. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find. So do. remember, we are servants. So. We are sons and daughters, but we are servants. We are judged as servants. Yes. And Jesus addressed servants. Jesus is the number one person who addressed servanthood when he was on earth. Yes. And when he ascended, he addressed sonhood or sonship through Paul. Yes. But when he was alive, he spoke about our service to him more than anybody. Yes. And how the kingdom of heaven will be like. Blessed is that servant whom is Lord when he comes and shall find so doing. Next verse. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. I see you becoming ruler of all his goods. In Jesus' name. Next verse. But and if that evil servant, meaning that they are evil servants, they are children of God, who are servants of God, who are evil, you will not be an evil servant. I said you will not be an evil servant. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, look at it though, he shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. My Lord delayeth his coming. This is the problem of the church. We've forgotten that Jesus is coming. We feel that he has delayed. He's not coming now. Jesus is saying, he's coming soon, he's coming soon. We can't soon be this. Meaning soon, ne? What kind of soon is this? That's fancy. soon if you were sitting in a t- on a, on a, on a, on a, uh, whatever aboboya he would have arrived by now this coming we don't understand this coming he has taken a very long time that is where our problems are coming from yes yes we've lost it we've forgotten that he is coming soon and he's coming with his rewards he says but and if that evil it's, it's, that's, a, that's a source of evil being an evil you forget that your lord is coming my Lord delayed his coming. Next verse. And shall begin to smite his fellow servants. Shall begin to smite his fellow servants. Yes. Messing up. Fooling around. Disloyalty. Unnecessary. Listen, disloyalty is a, is a clear sign that you don't understand that Jesus is coming soon. You are looking for money. You want to start a church because of money. You, you, have, you have a very big problem. You have a very big problem, I tell you. Your mind is very small. You don't understand ministry. Honestly. Yes. You want to start ministry because of fame. You want to be on a signboard, then you do like this. <laughs> Pointing to the direction of your church. Are you serious? Is that all you are looking for? Or you'll be, you be on a signboard like this. It's a prophetic pole. Your problems are too many. You don't have understanding. You don't have understanding. Charlie, do the work. Do the work. Do the work. So separation. Do the work. That's all. Whether you are doing it in this church or what, do what God says you should do. Yes. If you're in the ED, you're in the ED. Just do what you're supposed to do. Don't be looking at... You want to smite your fellow servants. You want to do something to, to, to cause problems. Yes. Yes. You want to eat the sheep. <laughs> hey. you, want to, you want to eat the sheep fellow servants you are using, misusing the fellow servants I tell you accusations 
The prophet has a book on all these things. Those who accuse you. Those who lead. Those who are dangerous sons. One of you is a devil. Why should you be a devil in the house of God? No, 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 no. no. Like you are causing problems. Have you heard of diatrophies in the Bible? Diotrophies. Have you heard of diotrophies in the Bible? <laughs> Third John chapter. It's the only one uh, chapter in Third John. So Third John 1. You can read from verse 9. Yes, he wants the preeminence. He's forgotten that Jesus is. It's because he's forgotten about his Lord. He forgets forgotten. I wrote unto the church, but Diotrophus, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receive it as not. Yes. Let's read other versions. Maybe you, maybe you, you understand it properly when we read another. He likes the preeminence. You see, preeminence, like I'm the chief, whatever. I wrote something to the church, but Diotrophus, who loves to put himself first. Does not accept what we see and refuses to recognize my authority. This is John the Divine, the guy who does not die. They've beheaded him, he didn't die, they pierced him with uh, sword. He didn't. This is John, the John the Revelator. This guy, even when he was there, someone was not listening to him. Can you imagine? Someone was not minding him. He says, He does not recognize my authority. It's amazing. Well, human beings are somewhere. I had the whole camp, and I was at uh, the camp. I didn't touch it, but we were saying it a lot. Human beings are somewhere. Human beings are really some way. You'll be surprised. Hey! He laughs to put himself first. Yes, look at the next bit. He's smiting his fellow, fellow servants, isn't it? Wherefore, no, I, I, I amplified still, it's fine. Yes. John was angry. For this reason, if I come here, I will call attention to what he's doing, unjustly accusing us with wicked words and unjustified charges. Is this not happening in our day? Why? They've forgotten about Jesus Christ. They've forgotten about Jesus Christ. Those who accuse you for nothing. Yes, it's a job now. Yes, it's a job and people are paid for it. Those who can accuse. It's, it's, it's not today. It started a long time ago. People were paid to say that Jesus' body was stolen by the disciples. It's in the Bible, clear, bribing to accuse and to say the wrong thing. They were paid. And people were paid to come and accuse Jesus that he had said things that he had not said. Yes. It's all in the Bible. Felix was looking for a bribe from Paul so that he can release. It's, it's all over. <laughs> it's not today. For this, if I come, I'll come attention to what he's doing. Unjustly accusing us with wicked words and unjustified charges. And not satisfied with this, he refuses to receive the missionary brothers himself. And also forbids those who want to welcome them and push them out of the church. Yes. He are taking the church. Yes. Smiting his fellow servants. Smiting his fellow servants. Yes. Giving them problems. Those who are going, he doesn't want to accept them. Wow. Why? That Jesus has forgotten. He has forgotten that. His Lord is coming. His Lord is delaying his coming. May you never be a diatrophist in Jesus' name. May you be a faithful Timothy. Or rather, you will be a faithful Timothy. A faithful Titus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, consistent with the word. Always having the Lord in perspective. Listen, I'm not, we are, I'm not trying to build a certain church, whatever. I'm trying to serve my Lord and serve like Jesus Christ. In whatever capacity he wants me to serve. When I'm finished, I'm gone. I'm going to be judged. I'm, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to a church with a big name, whatever. That's not what we are looking for. If that happens, fine, but that's not it. We want to serve Jesus. That's it. That's all.
That's all. Nothing else. Nothing else. Yes. That is why I'm not afraid to mention those who influence me's names. I mean, that is it. They are influencing me. Yes, they are helping me. The prophet is helping me greatly to think right. Because if you don't get somebody, you will not think right. You will think wrongly. And you have problems. Remember that Jesus is coming home. That's my message for this afternoon. I don't know if it's clear enough. Yes. He's coming. Let his coming inform you. Go back to Matthew 24, verse 9. And shall begin to smite his fellow servants. Then he says, and to eat and drink with the drunken. Chilling. We have a lot of church people who are, and just like church is enjoyment. Yes. I receive it. It's all, I receive it. I take it. I, I, cata, I catalambano it. I inject it. Ah, I transfuse it. You want it to enter quickly, so you are transfusing. Hey! To eat and drink with the drunken. Fooling around. It is not convenient. Look at the next verse. Says that Lord, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he is not, he looketh not for him, and an hour that he is not aware of. Look at the next verse. And shall cut him asunder. These are the people, they will be cut asunder. Do you want, they will be divided. <laughs> like in, in this judgment, they will be, they will be divided, they will, they will be separated. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it says you will divide, you cut them asunder. And appoint unto him his portion with the hypocrites. Hypocrites, servants who are hypocrites. Smiling in church, but they have something else in their minds. When we are saying something, they want to do something else. We say, go out. We say, we will not go. We are going, we are doing fellow, we are, we are winning souls here. You will, not, you will not even move. You are in the service, you are hearing, you are doing, but you will not move. Hypocrisy. You have your own plans. Adi Shobogo is sweating and moving up and down, jumping and doing this. Go, even in your fornication, go. This is, this thing I've heard. Last year he came to come and shout like this. year to ask him. Next, next year too, he's, he's coming. We know that year they are all going to come. So how go do I? just day. You must allow the word of God to propel you forward, instead of arguing with it in your mind, challenging it as it is coming to you. Accept it. Let it correct you and push you forward. That's the purpose of the word. Yes. You shouldn't get worse. You should get better as the years go by. People who sit in the church and become worse. Why? Because they argue in their minds. That's a problem. They argue with the word. As the word is coming, oh, this guy, is he even qualified to talk to me? Why is he talking to me like that? This person that he has, I don't know. When he came, he disgraced me. I, I mean, I don't like these things. I don't like being called. You're talking. Yes. Oh, talking. <laughs> you shall cut him as And appoint him his portion of the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In heaven, there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's weeping. This is heaven. This is not hell. This is heaven. You are a Christian, so you are there. But then, in the heaven, no. There's a place for weeping and gnashing of teeth. Outer darkness. It's called outer darkness. It's also in heaven. And a lo- as, as far as we are going now, a lot of Christians will be in outer darkness. Because a lot of Christians don't, they don't even know the will of their master. They are not aware. Let alone do something. It's not a small thing. Oh. That is why you should count yourself privileged that you are hearing some yeah. things. It's serious. You have certain opportunities. It's a great blessing. You should sow seeds for it. For it. For just for getting the knowledge. It's so important. Yes. Hallelujah. I have so many other scriptures. But because of time, we'll continue in the evening. Hallelujah. Have you learned anything since I started talking? Jesus is coming. He's what? He's coming. If you're aware of that, you'll be correct. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. Yes. 
Let me show you one last scripture. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Romans 13, 11. It says, and that knowing that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. There are some of us who are also asleep. Yes, we are in the kingdom, but we are asleep. When you are asleep, you, don't, you are not conscious of your environment. So you are in this environment, you are, you are in this soul winning. Listen, UD is a soul winning oriented, salvation oriented ministry. That's how it is. The purpose of the church is to win souls. Or you don't know. That's it. That is it. That is it. Win souls and shepherd them. That is it. That is UD. That's how it has been since. Since, since. And it has no plans of changing. Thank God for the prophets. Who, who has grace or focus to sustain the aim, maintain maintenance of the aim, choosing and maintaining the aim? Yes, I mean, yes, yes, there's a, there's a vogue of whatever prophetic ministry around people are calling panty colors and phone numbers. I mean, it's not it's, you, you not do it. It's let's win souls, let's shepherd. No, be so, yes, go to India for what souls, shepherd, simple. Go and help somebody. That's all. No, 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 none of those things. Yes. So that's the kind of environment you are in, but you can be asleep in that environment. Oh, walk. You are snoring inside the place. All that is happening, you are not aware. You are not aware. You are not conscious. That's what it's okay. It says, I wake out of sleep because knowing that the time is now, it says, and that knowing the time, know the time that we are in, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. I'll talk about this. There are different kinds of salvation. Okay, there are three kinds of salvation. Major kinds of salvation. Three in the Bible. The first one is the salvation of our spirit. Of our spirits. Okay, and that is through faith. The day you get born again, your spirit man is saved. Your spirit is saved. Okay, so Jesus obtained eternal salvation for us. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 19. Verse 9, sorry. The Bible mentions that. I hope I'm right. I'm close. I don't know how I've picked this one up again. Forget. Look for it for me, please. Eternal salvation. 9, 5, rather. 5, 9. Ah, is there? Okay. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal. Uh-huh. He became the author of what? Eternal salvation unto them, all them that obey him. Have you seen it? This eternal salvation is for your spirit. The day you get born again, your spirit man is saved. And you are saved through faith, isn't it? Yes. By faith are we all saved through grace. Hallelujah. For by grace are you saved through faith. Sorry, by faith, by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is a gift of God. So faith in Christ is what gets you born again. And the born again experience is for your spirit. If you didn't know X squared plus Y squared is equal to X why, whatever. You will not know it after being born again. <laughs> Have you noticed? You will not, if, you're, if you're, you were not so intelligent, if your IQ was straight, to not change to seven, to still stay there. It doesn't affect your mind. Mm-hmm. It affects your spirit. If you were tall, you wouldn't become short after being born again. That, it doesn't affect your body. If you were fatter, you don't become slimmer. You would have been born again many times. Many people, if you were slimmer, you don't become fatter. Is it true? Yeah. How you were before you became born again is the same way you become when you are born again. Yeah. If you are bowed, still there. Hair will not grow as you are. If you are blondie, 
<laughs> it will not change. It will still be blondie. Hallelujah. Yes. So that is for our spirit. Then there's another level of salvation called the salvation of our souls. So there's salvation for your soul, and that is through love. And that is why we come to church. That's progressive. Okay? Progressive. James chapter 1, verse 20. Look at James 1, 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So there's a salvation of your soul through the word of God. So as you hear the word of God, your soul is renewed. Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All the things we are telling you is for your soul to be renewed and your soul to be saved. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. But we are not of them who drop back onto perdition. 39, 37. 39, sorry. Go to 39. Hebrews 10, 39. But we are not of them who drop back onto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Have you seen it? The saving of the soul. There's a saving of the soul, which is progressive. That's why, that's why you, when you die, when, when you get born, you see, if, if heaven was the ultimate of God, then every preacher should have a gun or a cutlass. When you get born again, I will shoot you and then you go to heaven. Or we cut your head off and you go to heaven. That's not what God is looking for. God is looking for your, your soul to be saved. The degree to which your soul is saved determines the next salvation, which is the salvation of your body. Okay. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. There's a salvation of the body. And that is called the completing salvation. That is the final point. So your spirit is saved. Your soul is being saved. Your body shall be saved. Yes. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence we also will look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus. What is he coming to save us from? Who shall change our vile body, our death-doomed earthly body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So Jesus is coming as our Savior for what? For the saving of our body. This body will be saved on a certain day. Because this body is not saved. That is why fornication is, is worrying you. All those things are worrying you. There's a day coming when you will not, walls and windows will not prevent you from moving. Jesus is in the same body he was, he was born with. That's the same body he's, in, he's, he's existing with right now. It is glorified, that's all. So there's a day coming when this, our body shall be glorified. And that is called the salvation of your body. And the extent to which, I'll, I'll talk about it a lot this evening, the extent to which your body is saved is dependent on the extent to which your soul, your soul was saved. Are you in the church? Because there are various degrees to the salvation of the body. Various degrees. The salvation of the body is called the resurrection. That is the resurrection. And we are saved through hope. So faith, hope, and love. Faith for the salvation of your spirit. Love for the salvation of your body or your soul. And hope for the salvation of your body. So Paul was talking about how that in, in Romans chapter 30, I, I, I said all this because of what was written in Romans chapter 30, so I can understand it a little bit more. Okay? And that knowing that the time, the time that now it is, now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation. Which salvation? The salvation of the body. Is nearer than when we believed. Because it is his coming that will save our body. Hello? It's Jesus' coming that will save our body. 1 Corinthians 15. Hey. Verse 52. 1 Corinthians 15, 52. 
In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. Then it says, and we shall be changed. What is talking about this body? This body shall be changed. Next verse. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. That happens the day our Lord comes. Then we are changed. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. Then, so he says, he says, you know, listen, our Lord, the time for our salvation, our body being changed, is very close. So stop fooling. Wake out of sleep. Wake out of sleep. Rise up out of sleep. Next verse. Next verse, please. The night is fast spent. The day is at hand. It's called the day of the Lord. It's at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. If you are a Christian and are doing works of darkness, it's cast it off. Stop it. The gambling, say stop it. The weed smoking, you can smoke, you are smoking, but then you are in the house of God. You are born again, pal, but you are a smoker. Chain smoker. Ish. He says, cast off the works of darkness. You are in church, pal, but you can arrange, Charlie, you can arrange to slay a girl. Do you understand? You can arrange, you have plans of sleeping with this girl, plans of sleeping with the other girl, plans of sleeping, I mean, you are just... Yes, you have plans. There was a pastor who had slept with about eight girls in the church. And he was, he was I mean, some were getting married and he's sleeping with them. Like, as we are getting his counseling, he's sleeping with you as we are going. It's not a small thing, oh. He's doing practicals with you before you get married. Pastor, he has, he's doing a lot. He has, he's, in the, he's doing works of darkness. He's inside. Why? He has forgotten that Jesus is coming. Yes. Says, cast off, therefore, cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Put on the armor of light, the armor of holiness, the armor of purity, the armor of light. Start showing for the light of God. Start showing for the glory of God. Start showing for the righteousness of God. That's why you are here. Let everybody in your area know that you are, you are holy. You are for Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. Let your light so shine before men. Seriously. That they may behold and give glory to your Father which is in heaven. Let everybody know that you are not suffer in the place. Yes. You are, you are for Jesus Christ, not, nothing else. Yes. Not, it's like you are hiding. We don't, know, we don't really know. We can't really tell what you are. Whether you are this or you are like, Jesus is coming. You have to change. One leg is inside. One leg is outside. How long will you stumble between two opinions? Change before Jesus comes. Or else you will come bef- be- before you realize he has come. Look at your next verse. The night is fast spent, eh? Next verse. Quickly. It says, let us walk honestly. What is honestly? Yeah, live honestly. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness. Not in strife and envy. We don't understand chambering, want NLT. NLT. Do you have NLT? Beautiful. I'm closing. If I quote another verse, come and counsel me after church. I, I need serious counsel. Yes. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. For all to see you. Don't participate in darkness, in the darkness of wild parties. Wild parties. There's a party happening, purple haze. You are inside. Yes. What are the parties that they were having those times? Naked parties. Epilogo. Yeah, what happened there? Report all week. Darkness. Now Jinemubi. Boom. Boom. Hey! You are smooching. You have plans for the evening. Basements. 
You are inside. You are a Christian. No? You are an usher. On Sunday morning, you'll be ushering in church. But on Saturday evening, boom, boom, boom. Yes. Right? These days, nose mask has come, so people can't see you. They can't really see you. Put their nose mask on, you are inside. Hey! Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness. Boozing. You are boozites. You belong to the tribe of booze. Don't participate in darkness in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living. Like Charlie, you can't help yourself. Hmm? Jesus is coming. Have fear for him that he's coming. And because he's coming, you have to put your life in order. He's commanding you to put your life in order. Or in quarreling and jealousy. This is some other people's specialty. Quarreling. We can't do anything with you. Yes. If it's not your way, you are not going to be happy. Yes. You start what? Sabotaging it. Yes. You, you, you pause the quarreling, go to church and come back and come and control the quarreling. <laughs> Part two. But I see the Lord helping us. Yes. Yes. The Lord is helping you. I see the Lord giving you visions in the night of how close his coming is for your life. So that it will inform you and curb you in this life and live the life he has called you to live. Rise upon your feet. Just, that's what I'm seeing. Yes. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the Lord giving you a vision. A vision. A vision. A vision. A vision. A vision. Yeah, close your eyes. Lift up your hands if you can. A vision. A vision that will be a fulcrum around which your life and your ministry will run. I'm seeing that right now. I'm seeing that right now. The Lord is touching your eyes. Paul said, the mission that I, I received, no man taught it to me. The Lord taught me. The Lord is going to teach you himself. The Lord is going to open the eyes of your understanding to behold. Tonight. 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 A vision. A vision. Mola Gadabaya. Man Zoge de Bede Bede. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. It's going to be happening. It's going to be happening. Your desire will bring it to you. Your desire will bring it to you. Your desire will bring it to you. Yes. Open visions. Of the reality of the agency of the master's coming. Mala Baba. Makoda Adabaya. Manda Gadabaya.
word behold in the Bible is a prophetic word. It means see with the eyes of the Spirit. Listen, the Lord wants to touch your eyes this morning. Yes. If you see some of these things, it will control. Sometimes you wonder, how is the prophet able to do the things he's doing? Like there's some focus, consistent, cons- never backing down, never losing vigor, never. It's like it's on all the time. Look at mommy and, 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 and Archbishop. On. Never giving up. There's something they have seen. There's something they have heard. Oh, it's the truth though. Because some people go and then they give up. Yes. Like some, you, 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 are, you, are, you are invigorated for two weeks. It's not supposed to be for two weeks. That's supposed to be on. You see, your light and your fire must ever be burning. Your light must never go off. Show me that scripture, please. Yes. It says that the light must never go off. It must ever be burning. Deuteronomy. Yeah. It must ever be burning. Ever be burning. Have you found it? Pastor Kobe, you know the scriptures. Yes. It must ever be burning. Is it Leviticus or Deuteronomy? One of them. I think it's Leviticus, eh? Yes. Six. Six to twelve. 12 to 13. Leviticus 6, 12 to 13. Look at it. Your fire must not, your fire must, that's the problem. Sometimes our fire just goes down. You see? And then all the problems start rising. But there's something that can keep the fire ever burning. Yes. It says, where, where no wood is, where no wood is, the fire goes out. It's also in the Bible. Can you put it up? Or oh, it's going to happen. The, the piece is slow. Yeah. All I'm telling you is scripture. Where no wood is, the fire goes out. That's in Psalms. Yes. This is Leviticus. Leviticus 6 12. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. What fire is that? He's talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of evangelism. The fire of working for the Lord. It must never go out. The fire of your service to the Lord. You being a burnt offering to the Lord. Burning ever to the Lord. It it says the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. It shall never go out. Then there's one in Psalms. It says that where no wood, Proverbs rather, Proverbs 26 verse 20. Yeah, Proverbs 26 verse 20. Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife, the strife seated. Where no wood is, the fire goeth out. If there is no wood, the fire will go out. Yes. If there is no wood, the fire will go out. There must be a supply of constant wood. What is the wood that God is telling us to have right now? The remembrance, the knowledge of the fact that Jesus is coming. It will fool you, I tell you. It will fool you. I know for sure that this, this, these are some of the things that is fooling our prophet. Yes. And fooling his sons and daughters to do the things they are doing. So you are praying, Lord, help me catch this fire. Help me catch this fire. I don't want my fire to go out. Do you want your fire to go out? Talk to the Lord right now. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Lord, help me. Help me. Supply wood for me. Where no wood is. Where no wood is, the fire goes out. Behold, behold, keep the eyes of the spirit. 
has been your prayer topic throughout the week. Yes. Lord, give me fire. Show me something that will be a fulcrum around which my, my life will evolve. A revelation. Something that will constantly fire me up. Like when you remember it, it fires you up. pushes you. It pushes you. The Lord is giving it to you right now. It's granting you your heart's rate design. Your desire to serve the Lord has been noticed. The Lord has seen it. And is giving you a vision. A revelation. Something to hold on. Something. Paul said, this one thing I do. This one thing I do. Yes. This one thing I do. Forgetting those things that are behind. Present towards the mark. For the prize of the high calling. Yes. Father, thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Beautiful. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.